Hello and welcome to the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Harditz, and today we have a very special guest, people. Been trying to up these for you in the offseason. I can safely say we have done so today. He is starting running back for the Detroit Lions, number 32 in your program, but number one in your heart. None other than DeAndre Swift. DeAndre, man, happy offseason, and thanks for making the time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely, man. So I wanted to start off with looking a little bit at not necessarily your college career, but just what is going down in Athens, Georgia? Because at this point, we got you, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Sony Michelle, even No Sean Moreno a couple of years ago. Like, my goodness, man, if you guys aren't already consensusly RBU, I think, you know, you're at least in the top three at this point. How do you guys keep turning out all these NFL caliber backs? And would you say you guys are RBU at this point? I would definitely say, uh, Definitely RBU. If not, we're definitely in the conversation. But, I mean, it all starts with the people that came before us. Um, like you said, the North Sean Moreno, the Herschel Walkers. I mean, yeah. young kids coming out of high school, they want to continue that legacy. Um, I think Georgia is the best place to go to for running backs to get mentally prepared, physically prepared um, for the next level. It is incredible, man. Even going back to the Herschel Walker days, like one goat leaves, another one just steps in. You guys are breeding sure, competitors sure. out there. You got to love it. So now fast forward, man. So you go through 2020 camp on the Lions, and then literally a week before the season, the Washington football team releases Adrian Peterson. He winds up uh, with you guys. And, hey, we've had a lot of good running backs over the last 10 years, but I do think AP's RB1 in the 2010s all-decade team. How was getting to work with a true great at the position like him, like at, just in your position every day? It was amazing, amazing. Being able to pick his brain, ask him questions. Um, he's my favorite running back growing up. So be able to share a room with him, share a backfield with him. I mean, blessed to just be in that position to uh, be next to a guy like that. I know you're partial to Georgia, man, but Oklahoma AP, like he might be the most dominant college running yeah. back we've seen. Different. He was different. He was amazing. <laughs> It's unreal, man. Like him and Frank Gore, I understand they don't have the same sort of just crazy juices back in the day. But I mean, these guys, especially since they're not really pass catchers at this point, like AP was consistently going into eight man boxes and still making the most out of it. Yeah, they don't realize how hard it is a running back to do stuff like that on an eight man box and then still produce. It's real hard to do. It's crazy, man. Crazy. So I was reviewing some of your tape from last year. It's all great, but I couldn't help but notice, man, every game, you seem to have a different kind of strategy going on for what you're doing. Swag wise started off the year with some turf tape. I saw you yeah. doing nothing on either arm and you were rocking a sleeve by the end of the year. Do you like to mix it up or is there a specific look you kind of favor? No, I mixed it up. The sleeve kind of came in when I uh, had like a little elbow bruise. So I put the little pad over it, but I like to mix up the little swag a little bit. Do you think there's a, other than yourself, would you say there's an RB1 in just the all swag department right now in the NFL? In the NFL? Um, I, I mean, you putting me in that, that category? Absolutely, man. I think you're in the conversation. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, Kamara, Alvin Kamara yeah. for sure. Um, I like what Miles like, Sanders has going on. I like Miles bit. Sanders out there yeah. too. Miles Sanders, he look good out there. It's a, it's a lot of yeah, there are, man. But I agree. I think Kamara right now, he's holding he's holding the uh, belt. But we'll see, man. You're coming for him. So, uh, continuing on, man. So, I counted three hurdles from you. The Washington, Green Bay, and Minnesota. I'm sorry if I missed one. But my goodness, man. Like, to me, I've never even thought once in my life about jumping over someone. You do it against professional athletes. Like, do you remember the first time you actually hurdled someone in a football game? Uh, I was in high school. I was in high school. Isn't it mm -hmm. terrifying? It's just something that come to me like naturally. I don't think about doing it. I'm not okay. predetermined on what I'm doing. It just kind of happened. 
man, kudos to you. I played enough NCAA 14. You know, I have nightmares about what happens when you try to hurdle dudes and that you're doing in real life, man. That's why I guess they're just uh, teaching it different there at Georgia. So more serious now, uh, man, Dan Campbell, hell of a first press conference he had for you guys really was taken over Twitter. But one interesting thing he said, uh, just in terms of your potential usage was that they anticipate you using uh, you potentially a lot more in the slot out wide as a true receiver. Is that a location where like, you're just already very comfortable doing, I know you didn't catch a ton of passes at Georgia, but you know, in plenty of instances last year, you looked fine out there running routes against whoever. Yeah, um, definitely comfortable. Um, can always get better at doing stuff like that. Um, but whatever you ask me to do, I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability for the team. You know what I mean, but I definitely feel comfortable catching the ball wherever. So, I mean, Anthony Lynn and Austin Eckler, some of the things they were doing over there with the Chargers was really different. I mean, it's, you know, looking back at your game log, there was never a game where there were more than two incomplete targets thrown your way, just kind of an issue of getting that volume. I mean, it'd be pretty great to see you be that 80 to 100 target guy this year. Do you think that's maybe, I mean, I know you don't call the plays, but could that be, you know, in the range of outcomes? Whatever they got for, for <laughs> me and the team, like I said, I don't control none of that. I control what I do every day in practice and yeah. go from there. But like I said, I'm comfortable doing whatever. Fair enough, man. Absolutely. So speaking on Dan Campbell, again, he had the buddy kneecaps quote. And recently he's talking about actually wanting to get a live lion at practice. I mean, look, that's just objectively cool. People can bark about it, you know, not being the focus, whatever. DeAndre, on the record, man, would you support having a live lion out there on the practice field? No. <laughs> Why I mean, not? If you do it, it has got to be in the cage somewhere, but okay. I, I don't want to be looking at, looking at my back, looking, make sure he tamed or whatever. I'm, uh, I mean, you guys had a bulldog on the field. It can't be that different, right? I guess a little different. Big difference. <laughs> Luckily, Peter has already stepped in and said, Dan, that's illegal. You can't do that. Here's a stuff one instead. So I don't think you'll have to worry about that one. All right, man. So there's actually been some news uh, coming out today a little bit with Anthony Lynn athletic article. And look, I mean, you know, just like when I asked you about the workload, no, you're not going to come out and say that you should get every touch or anything, but he was just talking up Jamal Williams because they were asking him about Jamal Williams referred to him maybe as his a back you as a speed and space guy. We saw what Lynn was doing with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler last year. It seems like man, whatever they want to call you guys, there's more enough meat on the bone for both of you guys to get some touches. Have you had, had any conversations with Jamal or Anthony kind of about that? Not at all, but I feel like it should be a tandem wherever yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't want every carry on the yeah. field. Uh, I think for purposes of being healthy, it's got a long season, like it's added a game. So, you know what I mean? You can't do it all by yourself. I learned that early on at a young age. I mean, so whatever. That's certainly the best real life strategy. This is a fantasy themed podcast. And when we see someone like yourself that can just do everything you want a running back to do, we, we want 400 touches, even though that doesn't make the most sense in the long run. Have you uh, like watched him all much over the years, man? He's, I, you know, he's going to be, I feel like just this energy, just linchpin, man. I don't know. He's always dancing or something. He had the crazy yeah, hard, run against the Texans. It's hard not to watch him because of how he is as a person. Yeah. You're always going to be on the camera. You always, I can't wait to work with him. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, yeah, a lot of new coaches there. And I was wondering, have you gotten a chance to work with Deuce Staley at all? Because, I mean, just growing up, seeing way down the Eagles, even for the Steelers a little bit, he was always, you know, one of my more favorite running backs to watch. And now getting to work with him, like, what's that been like? I know it hasn't been that long yet, but. It's been amazing. It's been amazing. Um, I could tell already he's going to take me to the level I'm trying to get to just by how detailed he is with his work and just everything he's implementing to us. Uh, as running backs. So, um, very excited to work from. 
Awesome, man. So a couple more questions, then we'll get you out of here. I know you were 32 last year. You were number seven at Georgia, number six in some practices. Do you plan on moving forward with 32 or are you starting to kind of get the itch to go different now with these New Jersey number uh, restrictions being lifted? I did. I did want to go. I wanted to go to a single digit. Like you saw, I was in single digit on, um, in college, but yeah. everything is taken up. I think seven is retired. So okay. if it wasn't going to be seven, it was going to be three, which I wore like little league. Nice. But, uh, a punter has that, so I'm, I'm probably stick with 32. A punter, man, come on! I feel like you should get priority there. I mean, no, uh, he made the people who made the Pro Bowl last year. I, mean, oh, I, asked, I asked, I asked. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. I'm not, I'm, paying, I don't, I'm not paying for it. That's all. I, I, that's fair. That's fair. And yeah, it's kind of weird how they did that to you guys. Or if you want to change it this year, you might have to buy out the jerseys and mm-hmm. whatnot. But I do like. I feel like RBs wearing single digits works. Maybe look. I'm not a boomer, but I want to see wide receivers wearing 80s. Still, can you like? Do you agree with me there? Let's running back single digits. Okay, let's keep the wide receivers up there. I don't agree with that. I don't agree. <laughs> with, I, I know a lot of wide receivers that like being in single digits as well. So okay. whatever, whatever make them comfortable. Fair enough. Fair enough. I am barking about numbers after all. All right, DeAndre, last question, man. Favorite football movie or TV show ever and why? Uh, remember the Titans. Oh, yes. Remember now, the Titans. Go to football. I've slandered this movie a little bit, man. Great movie, great messages throughout, but all right, let's face it, man. It does not hold up great in real time. You were talking about a double reverse from 75 yards no. out in the state title. No. I just like the movie itself. I ain't talking about the football aspect of it. Like, <laughs> I like the movie itself. <laughs> That's my, yeah, I got to turn, turn off that part of my brain sometimes, man. So I would say for the movie stuff, I think it's tough to, for the specific football stuff, tough to beat, uh, remember the, or excuse me, Friday Night Lights. But in terms yeah. of pure uh, plot lines and stuff, remember Titans, great choice. DeAndre, yeah, man, fantastic stuff. Thank you again for the time. Uh, anything you want to say out there to the fantasy football faithful and all Detroit Lions fans? No, you got a chance to pick me up with fantasy football, I guess. Pick me up. Draft DeAndre Swift, people. You will not be sorry. Guy can do everything out there. DeAndre, great stuff. Thank you again. Uh, This has been the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Until next time, take care, everybody. 